another episode of Game Pass Grab Bag, weekly podcast reviewing games from the Game Pass Collection, bringing you three unique perspectives for skill range. I am the king of the sandbox, Andrew. With me, the weird kid who always shoves sand in his pants, Keith. Hello. And the one who always ends up eating the sand, Liz. Hey guys. And this week was Keith's pick. So you know what that means. We got another platformer. A puzzle-based platformer. Keith, what did we play? We played Superland. Supraland, yeah. Yeah, don't get confused. It's not Superland, it's Supra. And I will say too, slightly disappointed, because you don't ever get to drive a Supra, so name's a little misleading. And not only that, if you look at the description on the Game Pass, it describes the game as a quote-unquote sandbox game. And so at first, I did not want to play this, because I'm like, ah, I don't care for sandbox games about creating my own things. But it's actually called a sandbox game because it takes place within a sandbox. What's a Supra? Supra is the name of the studio. No, you it said is... you can't ride a Supra. A Supra is a type of car. Toyota Supra. We'll have the to do Forza. <laughs> but Supra is described as a mix between Metroid, Portal, Mario, and Zelda. Explore, find secrets, get upgrades, solve puzzles, fight enemies, and find more secrets. And you are playing... The Prince of the Red Village, we are trying to bring the water back to your village because it was sabotaged by the blue people. And so you have to fight your way and figure out puzzles to order just to get to the blue village. So, going around, Keith, is this a game or a pass for you? Oh, this is definitely a game. I, I actually really enjoyed it. There's some complaints I have as far as some of the gameplay, but all in all, I really enjoyed every bit of what I was playing, and I plan to keep playing to finish it, so... So I, for the most part, agree with you. I would have given it a definite game. I was surprised how much I was enjoying this game until I am literally like two puzzles away from the end and I found a game-breaking bug and I would have to completely restart. I have looked everywhere online. What I found truly is a bug. I'm not just stuck. I did the puzzle and the thing did not open. We believe you. If I said that, like no one would, but we believe you. So the caveat (laughs) is... I, from what it looks like, from what I had was a kind of a freak bug, but the console version, this has been on Steam for quite a while, and they're up to, like, patch, like, 1.16. On the console, this is 1.00.1. Like, this is base game. So you may want to wait a little bit for patch, just in case you don't end up getting a game-breaking bug like me, because, not to get ahead of myself, this game t- will take you about 14 hours to beat. So I don't care to play 14 hours to beat the game. But long story short, it's a game. <laughs> Very long-winded. I think I'm going to give it a game. I actually, I'm not really good at puzzle games. I like watching them, but I'm just really bad at them. And I think that I would have been more excited about this game if it had a map. So for me, like, that was the big minus for me. I feel like I would have put in, like, or tried to put in, like, probably twice as much time if I had the map. But I just, I don't know. I didn't know which way I was going. <laughs> So I'm going to give it a game and recommend it if you like puzzle games because it's really fun and interesting like with everything like the story graphically and I think it's a cool game maybe just not necessarily for me unless there's a map. <laughs> See I'm not the only one with a long winded intro but getting into it so the story as I said you are the prince of the red village and you notice that your water's not working and you go down and you discover that the blue village sabotaged your water. So you would think, oh, it's just a simple stroll to get to the Blue Village. Nope. you got to go through mountains of puzzles just to figure out how to get to the Blue Village to confront them and figure out why they destroyed your water. So what did you guys think of the story? I think I say this at a lot of games. 
know, means to an end. It, it was yeah. there to to drive the gameplay more than anything. It didn't bother me. It, it wasn't, I don't know, a bad story. It just was there to be there. Yeah, see, for me, I, I felt like they could have indicated, like, if is there, like, a long rivalry? Or I was like, oh, why would they do that? Or, or You know what I mean? They didn't really indicate, like, if this was, like, a long thing going on. They do a little bit. Oh, later on? Yeah. Oh, okay. You, you kind of find out, like, it's a little bit of, like, a bit about racism, a little bit about, like, kind of religious persecution as to... You know, well, why I the saw kid? That. Yeah, I saw like the. It looked like Jesus, kind of. Yeah, they called him yeah. Mr. Miracle. It's the kid, obviously, who created this land in the sandbox but and who's playing the characters. I thought it was really cool that, I mean, you see like the little boy. You can see it in the picture for the game where, and then all of a sudden you're playing and you look up and you, you see him. And... Which, side note, I think that little boy's terrifying. <laughs> uh, when you, yeah, when you're not expecting it and you just turn a corner or you look out a window and bam! Faces just right there. And why are there cigarette butts in the sandbox where little kids play? Um, have you ever played in a sandbox? I can't remember playing in a sandbox where there not being cigarette butts. I'm so old, I don't remember playing in sandboxes. <laughs> oh, I, I mean, that was a little unit last week, so okay. I remember. But no, I found the kid terrifying. I thought, like, it, the way he was designed, too. He reminded me of, like, Sid from Toy Story. Just kind of this, like ominous looking kid he was like has his arms crossed staring down at you and it's like oh this is creepy i think it's funny that you mentioned the cigarettes and not you know the arrows or the helmet or the, the skeleton bones that are in the toy box i think it's mm. the cigarettes that bothers you <laughs> yeah you're a respiratory therapist <laughs> why does it not bother you there's a lot of really random things in that sandbox but i think i'll give it a pass <laughs> Or, you know, not like that, but like that. But yeah, I, I agree with you, Keith. I thought the story was just a means to an end. I I felt like they could actually have more fun with it. Because the entire sandbox, as you're going through puzzles, the, you do meet NPCs. And they're essentially there just to guide you with clues and try to figure out how to keep progressing. But there really wasn't too much of a story. Like I said, it does like a little bit of like slightly religious persecution, I guess. You have, like, the Reds worshipping the kid, but there's, like, an eraser with a blue and a red side, and they're like, oh, why is there even blue here? Mr. Miracle wouldn't want blue here. Like, um, So, like, I felt like they were trying to go with some fun things with the story. So I thought it was a little disappointing that it was just, it was there. But it's weird that it's not, like, Toy Story. I mean, I only saw the first Toy Story, but they all, like, stop when, like, the kid is around or when people are around. So I thought it was weird that you're just, like, looking up at him, just walking around. It's like why are you animated? <laughs> I mean, I think the kid is supposed to be playing with you, even though he's not. I don't know. I was I kind of confused with that too. I was also curious because I didn't get as far as you guys. Struggle City over here. Did the enemies get very different? Yes. Well, not different, but they get harder. Your weapons yeah. don't really... You get upgrades, right? But yeah. Your you're, you're constantly upgrading. So, with the gameplay, as we've kind of figured out, it's this is a puzzle game. And as far as puzzle games go, I think this is a fantastic puzzle game. Because I know, Keith, you were originally kind of comparing it to the last puzzle game we played. I don't know, I don't know if it was the last puzzle game we Talos? played. Talos? Yeah, but Talos Principle. And the thing that always frustrates me when it comes to puzzle games, at first you're like, oh yeah, this is pretty easy, I'm doing well. But you always know there's going to be a point where you are just going to be so beyond stuck 
and you're just going to have to keep doing walkthroughs and like the puzzles just get so difficult. I found Superland to be incredibly accessible. There was a handful of times like I had, you know, I was scratching my head, but I never had to look up a guide. Well, I thought it was frustrating that you didn't know when you couldn't do something, especially at the beginning. At a certain point, I was finding uh, NPCs that were saying, oh, you have everything you need to complete this puzzle. And I was like, thanks, that's very helpful. Yeah. Because at the beginning, they don't really, like, for instance, stomp. It's like, is there a way for me to do this? And I, I forget what it was. I did look up a walkthrough at one point, and it's useless because, I mean, it's just walkthroughs for this, I mean, you're all over the map yeah there is no map and so for me like i i couldn't rely on that so i actually really appreciated when they said that i had everything but i don't, I don't know the whole back and forth thing got confusing to me well that's what makes it a metroidvania style game is that you're supposed to go back yeah and i think when you got those those npcs that were giving you those pieces of information it was because it was an item or a puzzle of some sort that was part of the story versus it just being kind of a side thing that you could or couldn't get to. So that's why I think it was pretty infrequent because I did notice that there was one towards, I don't know, the middle or so, or maybe towards the end of where at least I'm at, that I did have tell me like, hey, you don't have everything. Get out of here. And uh, yeah, so I don't know. I I have noticed different times where it's more or less infrequent, I I would say. But Liz, I completely agree with you that I do wish this game had a map. It's very easy to kind of get lost, but I think that's also supposed to be what you're supposed to do is get lost, because this game has like a thousand chests. <laughs> They're just about in every single nook and cranny, and this game is encouraging you to just explore, you know, just go around every corner, go in every cave. Every building is a puzzle. You're supposed to be able to get into any building, and there's going to be a chest there, and every chest has some sort of upgrade, or maybe some money, but you're always upgrading your health, your weapons you know, getting new abilities. So this game is all about kind of getting lost and solving puzzles. But I do agree there are times where I'm like, which way is the right way to go? Well, I also, there was one point I was climbing the tower and I saw that there was a place that you could go, but I didn't think it was the direction I was supposed to be going at that point. And for me, I don't know if you guys thought this. I looked, that's where I looked up the walkthrough because I didn't want to do this whole platforming thing again because I thought the platforming was very clunky. And I thought that was really weird. There were so many cool ways to travel. Like, you end up getting, like, the... You can use metal to, like, climb up the surfaces and stuff. Like a magnet. And there were times, though, that I thought, like, the jump... And, like, I was sometimes I would jump, like, five times to get over, like, a little groove. I just thought it was very clunky. I do agree. That's one of my points on this game that I did not like is that the platforming was probably the most frustrating and worst part of the game it was definitely necessary but yeah i never knew if i was going to have enough height and it was it sort of became um like human fall flat where if i tried to make the jump five or six times and i just couldn't make it my assumption was i either don't have what i need or i'm not supposed to do it so i kind of relied on that as as my more or less guide. But one thing I did notice is that in the settings, you can turn down the camera sensitivity for both the X and Y axis. I turned it down to like 30% instead of the default 50. And I did find it better. Not good, but better. (laughs) Well, I thought it was weird too. When I was doing like a triple jump, 
sometimes when I looked, they wouldn't let me look down. Like for me, I couldn't gauge when I could land. And I, I don't really have that problem with games when I'm doing a lot of platforming. But with this game, I did. Did you guys find that? Like it, it wouldn't let me look at the platform as I was jumping to get to aim, I guess. See, I didn't have that problem. And I disagree with you guys. I think the platformer is actually pretty good. Because one thing I do like, when you actually look down, you see your character's body. And I actually like that as you're getting gadgets and upgrades and everything, you can actually see it on your character's body when you look down. But I found the platforming to be pretty good. You're not doing like these crazy stunts. You're not jumping through these rings and platforms all the time. Like it's not like Ori. But some some segments you'll have you'll be climbing a good amount of things. But I find it very forgiving. You're usually doing like one puzzle, then you can hit a button and it'll activate a jump jet. So if you fall, you can kind of take a shortcut. So that's what I liked about the platforming. And then later on, as you're getting these other gadgets, I found like traversal and climbing and everything exploring in the game was just a lot of fun. I I do agree with you. I liked the little checkpoints that it would put through as you're doing the puzzles. It made mm-hmm. it a lot more forgiving. But I think my biggest issue that I had, and like personally, maybe not even as an opinion, just skill-wise, is a lot of the platforming, This it's very small platforms so it can be very sensitive and that's yeah. where i struggled the most and so i more or less just got frustrated with it it wasn't so much that it was bad it was just frustrating i felt like see i mean i feel like we're all a little different with this because my biggest complaint is that you have such a tiny jump like if i'm trying to get over like a little crevice i have to do it like six times against it to get up like for me i just like make it more bouncy and fun like i don't i don't know i just thought that climbing the rocks was just super annoying so when it comes to climbing the rocks i found some of that a little frustrating because some areas it's kind of hard to figure out am i supposed to get to this area because once you start getting some of the gadgets you can essentially like practically climb out of the sandbox you're going through like these crazy ledges and i'll be walking and i'm like cool maybe there's a secret over here sometimes there is then other times it's like nope an invisible wall or it just kind of like shoves me off like it's not even a steep incline or anything like that it just kind of shoves me off so some of the traversal when it comes to like the outside areas i thought were kind of annoying which i relied on the cube a lot when i was climbing because i just didn't want to deal with it and what you're supposed to i mean it's supposed to be one of your main tools because i mean the triple jump is only meant to go for distance and not for height but eventually when you get some of the tools like you get a, a magnet belt you get a, a purple kind of grappling hook, and then eventually you get a re- relocating orb, which is amazing and makes traversal so much easier. But I, I, I loved, I loved the gadgets in this game. Yeah, I I definitely like the way that they added to it, and I thought that yeah, just as a whole, the puzzles felt really fun, and I don't know, everything seemed to just build really well on itself. Yeah, and like so, I admittedly, I, I would use a walkthrough frequently i will say but not for whole puzzles it would be it would usually be like i just don't know where to begin and i'd get frustrated and impatient is all it would be and then i'd look okay like this is the first step and typically once i got through the first step i could just breeze through them there was very few that i had to like step by step actually walk through but i i definitely this being a sandbox game i make my usual or my same usual issue is that I don't always progress forward. I just side and I, and I spread out and I just explore <laughs> empty corridors for no reason. And so like I put about 15 hours into this game and I 
I don't know. Maybe I'm, I'm maybe as close to the end as you are. I've, I've I'm at the volcano section now. Um, going through there, but uh, all I all I know is I don't feel like I'm close to being done because I'm only like 44% as far as total progress. See, I'm the opposite because I was trying to progress and it was telling me that I'm not upgraded enough. And I was like, Andrew, do I need to get more stuff? And he's like, yeah, why are you so far? I'm not observant. I actually you are looked, not. I looked at a walkthrough because I couldn't find one last shell and I was getting really, <laughs> really heated about it. But yeah, right. It was weird. I Sometimes I found the, the puzzles to be really easy. And other times, like Andrew's like... Liz, you're you're thinking too much into it, and so I felt like that was the same with me getting around and and exploring. Like I felt like sometimes I was just like finding really, I would, things that I thought would be really difficult to find, I would stumble upon, and then other things I would just walk right by it. <laughs> so I will say, like comparatively to like uh, Talos Principle, you knew what was a puzzle. Everything was like sectioned off into rooms. You went to a room. This is a puzzle. You stay within this room and solve the puzzle. In Superland, it's just a big open space. So I understand, Keith, where you're coming from, where you're like, didn't maybe know where to go or what to do. And this is this was my complaint with maybe I think this game needs a map, whether it be a mini map or a larger map. It probably would help. But I found the puzzle solving overall pretty easy because once you know what the puzzle is, you see the end goal. Like, okay, I need to get up to this platform. How do I do it? And everything is designed to follow wires or look where platforms are aiming. And you can kind of puzzle it together. I always found working backwards the easiest way. Like, I need to open this door. I see the keys over here. How do I get the key there? And you just kind of follow wires, figure out what moves and what doesn't. And then it's also nice, too, because the buttons are also color-coordinated. So if you see a purple button, it's kind of hinting at you that you should use your purple cube for it. Or if it's a red button, maybe it's something you need to stand on. So I thought there was just a lot of kind of little hints that made the puzzles so accessible. <laughs> See, I always forgot the colors for the different things. Like I, I, I and I had to keep reminding you, and like, Liz, what color is it? You're like purple. So what does that mean? I kept like for <laughs> calling the cube a relo cube too because we're moving and like they have like these packing cubes and so and I just kept calling it a relo cube and you're like, Liz, it's just a purple cube. <laughs> What's called the force cube? Today, but I also thought that when you figured out like uh, one of the trickier puzzles, it felt like it felt amazing. Like I like it made you feel smart, even if it really wasn't <laughs> that big of a deal. And so like there was one that it was like what was it ninety percent of people for or ten percent of people for? Yeah, which yeah, did you do that, Keith? Which one? There's there's one NPC when you go to the puzzle. He goes, "Let's see if you're part of the ninety percent." And it's like a very simple way to solve the puzzle. And if you actually do it correctly, he cheers and say you're part of the 10%. You remember the simple procedure to solve the puzzle. No, I don't think I found that one, actually. Yeah, I don't. I honestly don't think I got that one. You must have. It's part of the story. Yeah, okay then. (laughs) But yeah, I was so bad because Andrew's like, you're thinking too much into it. I was like, oh, think simpler. And then I got it. And I, you know. Yeah, (laughs) and that's what I loved about just the overall puzzles. Like I said, when you're playing something like Talos Principle, the puzzles end up getting so intricate and just... You look at it and you're like, how the heck is anyone supposed to solve this? But not in Superland. I I found it just... It's very fun. 
I get lazy when you're with me because I'm like, Andrew, just tell me. I know. I'm like, do I go up here, Andrew? Just tell me. And it gets me frustrated because I'm like, I'm, do you just want me to grab the controller and beat it for you? Because like that's what I'm doing. But whenever you left the room, I'd figure it out by myself. But you were there, I'd be like, Andrew, I just don't feel like doing it right now. I know. So I always try to leave the room because also I was getting frustrated. I did like how, or I did like the color coordination, like you were saying. And like there's unique ways that, or you had to find unique ways to get the color sometimes. But to that same point, it was pretty much always, everything was almost always right in front of you, yes. I guess. Like it, there was only a few times where you'd have to connect something for any real distance. And rarely was it ever a far distance. So I did like that aspect of it. And it, the colors changing just made it fun. And you had to figure out like, okay, how do I do this? And, and all that good stuff. Uh, I think we touched on a little bit earlier, but talking about like the colors and stuff reminded me with the fast travel because like I it, there are arrows that are crystals that point you towards like where you need to go. Like if you see a blue crystal, it's like oh you follow that to go there. But did you guys actually use the fast travel? Because I kind of found it useless. I, I did a little. bit. I would accidentally use it, and then I was like, oh well, I'm in this area now, so let's go back and see if I missed anything. <laughs> so the fast travel is really basic. It's just jump jets. Like that you see with throughout the game, except these ones, they're not really indicated either. But so yeah, you don't really thing. know where you're going. Yeah. Like you don't know how far it's going to shoot you. Exactly. So for me, I was just curious if you guys actually found it useful. And I was also curious, did you guys know the ending? Because you said you couldn't beat it. No. No, and I didn't, I didn't beat it either. I think I'm pretty close. I'm not sure though. Yeah, if you're in the volcano area, that's, that's near the end. Okay. Yeah, I'm near the end, I guess, but no, I don't, I don't know how to do this. No, but I'm like, I, I kind of want to Google it real quick because I, I mean, you got, you probably don't want the spoiler, but it's like that's a question that I ask you guys a lot: is is the ending worth the game? Like, am I going to be disappointed? I'm assuming no, because the overall story is just it's there. Are you going to save the water? I'm assuming that's it, because that's the final achievement. Is called you win, you return water to your village. What if at the end, like the kid just starts stomping around in the sandbox and just kills everybody? Well, I don't think that's returning water to your village. I was going to say, <laughs> what, what if all of a sudden he's just like, pees what on if there's the not an achievement for the ending, though? Maybe there's not an achievement for that ending. <laughs> you guys have weird endings. Hey, this at least mine involves some sort of. <laughs> Both of you guys are so morbid. I just figured you returned the water, and that's it. Like, I don't know why you guys are thinking that so. That seems very anticlimactic. Like, there needs to be, like, a twist. Why? So, I, I do think. I'm... There is something more as far as, like, the reds and the blues used to get along, I think. Yeah. So there is, like, a split, and it has something to do with the fact that the kings are brothers, and the the red queen left the blue king, because, you know, she didn't like him anymore. Yeah, so, so yeah, there's, there's like, a there's little gonna bit of family a... dynamic, but... Yeah, but I think that's oh. probably how it all ends, is that, oh, you found out whatever is causing the volcano, basically the issue yep. and there's what's happy you, yeah because you find out blue is losing water too i mean everyone is just losing water yeah and then know. the kid comes with a magnifying glass and burns everyone yeah there you go see i'd add ed my sick twisted ending with to <laughs> your guys an asteroid slams under the earth and everybody died the end <laughs> but the next thing i want to talk about the gameplay what did you guys think of the combat I didn't care much for it. I just kind of relied on my gun, which the game obviously knows. Not just me, but in general. Sword. Yeah, I did not care for the combat. There's there's a handful of enemies. You're you're fine a good 
eight to ten different enemies. But overall, I just I found the combat. It's once again, it's another thing that's just there. It's very forgiving. If you die, you just come back and it wipes out all the enemies around you. Mm-hmm. So you don't lose anything. There's no penalty. I like that. I told you that and you're like, oh, I didn't realize. And then you're like, wait, Liz, how many times have you died? <laughs> yeah, there is a little bit of statistics when you press this pause button, which nice feature. Every time you press pause, automatically saves the game. I think that's really nice. Oh, yeah. But yeah, but anytime you press pause too, it shows your stats. It gives a percentage, time played, and death count. Those are really simple stats, but... I thought it was actually kind of nice. But yeah, the combat I just thought was okay. I felt like they could add a little more fun with it. You kind of get some fun gadgets. Some of your guns that normally don't do damage can do some damage. But did you ever do the wave base challenge, Keith? Yeah, I think I got to about as far as the fourth one. I think there's eight waves. Yeah. Um, which I actually ended up looking online. There's actually like a way to cheese that puzzle. Oh, <laughs> Sorry, I didn't, I didn't want to use that phrase because Liz apparently never heard it. But to, it. Yeah, Liz has never heard to cheese a puzzle. But there's a way to kind of cheat it. How about that? But uh, I didn't actually have to do it. If you get enough upgrades, it's pretty easy to do. Is this one of those things where you heard it wrong? It's kind of like... because nope, Andrew... I confirmed it with other people. Because, no, but like... He's even heard it. Okay, when you have peanut butter and celery and you put raisins on it, it's ants on a log, right? No, it's frogs Andrew... on a log. no. You're thinking of that, like, nursery rhyme. No, they're, it's brown. They're ants. Um, frogs are brown. I think it was probably cheat the puzzle, and you're like, oh, jeez, frogs on a log. Keith, is it is it ants? Or, I actually Googled it. It is ants. But if yeah. ants, there would be, like, a thousand raisins on that celery stick if it was ants on a log. You can put as many raisins as you want on it. No, Wait, there's just, only limited space. I will say, I always grew up calling it ants on a log. It is, yeah. And I googled it. That's why I'm like, oh, is it really cheese the puzzle? Yes, because I've confronted with other people, you jerk. Every podcast, you always try to belittle me. <laughs> you should have a poll. Ants on a log, frogs on a log, cheese the puzzle, cheat the puzzle. You will not do that. <laughs> You're afraid. <laughs> but at least, the game also at least has some boss fights, which I thought were relatively interesting. There's only, what, two? There's like a mid-game boss and fight and the end-game boss fight. And I like they kind of added a slight puzzle aspect to them. You can just blast your way through, but it would take forever. But there is, like, you're, you're actually supposed to solve a puzzle while fighting a giant boss. And I actually thought the boss fights were kind of a fun twist. Was the volcano guy, like, technically a boss? Volcano guy? Which one? I... The ones that you fought? Yeah. No. Okay. Those are just regular yeah. bosses. They weren't hard. They were I mean, I did die once, but, like... You're coming up to it. The rag hag, or... Is that what it was? No, yeah, Rattlehead. They said it wasn't ready right for it. <laughs> yeah, you were close to it. Yeah, it's it's kind of a pain. It took me quite a few tries to like figure out. Mostly, I was just looking for the last the last thing to do. But yeah, I got I got him down to about half one time uh, without doing the puzzle aspect of it. But as soon as you figure out the aspect or the puzzle part of it, their health just drops. Yeah, there. it's a very easy fight. Yeah, which gotten to your point i think is nice that it's like all right if i can actually do this while dodging and running away from projectiles and all this stuff at least just let me finish this off quickly quickly now so it was kind of a nice little function to it um, but i i thought overall yeah the the enemies there's just i mean there's what five six of them total i, no, I think there's about eight 
Yeah, but I mean, you just they kind of just slowly build on top of each other. Yeah, and get really like the ones that shoot projectiles are really the worst because yes. you can't outrun the projectiles and they're like sixty percent accurate. So if you haven't really been digging around and finding all those little extra five plus health here or ten health there, regen, all that stuff, it's it's not difficult. It's not going to ruin the game by any means. It's just going to be like, why is this even here? You know, you might as well just stop, let them kill you, and reboot. Yeah, because it's always like when you're in the middle of something, you just hear that giggle or whatever, and you're just like, ugh, okay. <laughs> but those, you should be happy. There was no flying enemies. That's true. I did appreciate that. I did. I mean, there were some uh, in the tower area. There were some up above that were shooting at me, which was kind of annoying. But, but... they weren't flying. No, I just went up higher than them and dropped down <laughs> and used my sword. <laughs> The unfortunate part, though, is they were, I guess, kind of short in comparison, so it was very hard to shoot them in the crotch. So I'm guessing you didn't get as many of those shots as you <laughs> oh, would Oh, I'm like sure I found a way. I wasn't really paying attention, but... <laughs> I mean, there were also skeletons, so they didn't really have a crotch to shoot. So sure. she was very Some upset of them about were that. wearing clothes. Were they all skeletons? Yeah. Well, you get a couple of lava monsters, too. Oh, okay. Touche. Touche. <laughs> but the nice thing, like, like we said, the combat is just kind of basic. But it at least was nice that all these little secrets you're finding and all the chests you're getting are constantly upgrading your health, your attack damage, your gun damage, and it felt really rewarding. Like, there was a couple times where I'm like, oh man, it takes like four shots to kill the skeleton, and after finding a couple chests, I'm like, yeah, I'm blasting these guys in only two, and it would just make the combat so much fun. But also, too, to give a quick pro tip, this infuriated me. <laughs> there's a lot of, there's a ton of secrets. And a lot of them are very missable. There is one, as soon as you leave the Red Village, it's behind the candle in that area. I'm going to say that. But the reward is every time you kill an enemy, they drop money. I played the entire game without getting that. And I was like short money the entire game. And so when Liz started, I'm like, please get that upgrade because I wish I had that the entire game. How did you get that far in the game? That's... (laughs) I was I just—I just found the coins everywhere. Wow! I but know. I missed the weapons upgrade, and I didn't get the. Yeah, Liz never whatever. got the armor. Yeah. I don't have the armor actually. You don't have the armor either. Oh, the armor is so, so maybe I'm, I, I just figured I'd get it later in the game. Dude, I will say one of my favorite upgrades that I got, just because it was kind of fun. It wasn't exactly easy. Was where your force cube you could like have it explode inside. And yeah. So you just drop it on it like. I guess into an enemy and it would just poof and they'd explode and it was pretty much a one hit kill for everything so yeah. that was kind of fun like we should be able to buy the important ones at the shop and just have like the you know regens and stuff elsewhere I feel like that would make more sense because like you said I mean isn't that annoying that you, I mean I feel like you should be able to buy that because you just didn't go around one corner I mean it was annoying but it didn't like ruin the game like I still got right near the end it wasn't until i found a bug that ruined the game i was still for the most part able to upgrade and like do i just wasn't able to buy everything in all the shops so like that's a little annoying but it didn't ruin it for me i still did just fine so that's what's nice about it it's just it's not game ruining if you don't find them yeah but at the same time you don't like those up you get upgrades to those too so like you get a lot of health up drops from them as you go further on and I suppose all in all, you can find health pretty easily, but I don't know. I just like that I could pretty much always buy what I needed, or if I'm like, oh, you know, I'm 25 gold short, just go out and hunt some enemies, farm some gold, and, and get what I needed. I will say, 
the really nice thing overall, I was surprised actually how much I enjoyed the graphics and the aesthetic of the game. I will say, I don't think it really felt too much like a sandbox. I know you're every once in a while you're seeing Legos here and there, but majority of the things you're seeing, like, didn't seem like it was a sandbox. Like I said, you find like a real bow and arrow, a real pickaxe, some bird skeleton bones, cigarettes. I I always forgot I was in a sandbox. <laughs> yeah, I I mean there's definitely some distinct areas, you know, the lava area and whatnot, but I did feel like as a whole a lot of it felt a little samey. And yeah. that's where it got more confusing. And I think that's what made it difficult to verse without having the map at all. Um, and I, I think it could have just been a simple map, even if it was just like a better, like a way to just overlay like the different areas where you could just say like, this is Carrotville versus Blueville and all these different things or Carrot Town, I think they call it. I don't know. Either <laughs> way, I, I do agree that it was lacking that just from the aspect of everything felt the same. So I would get lost but I did think it looked really nice for being like you're basically tiny little toys. And it yeah. was very smooth pretty much always. Yeah. And one of the NPCs actually makes a joke about it. Like, <laughs> yes, like at one point you pick up a bunch of coins and it just goes, hey, how was the frame rate on that? Yeah, I thought that was really funny. Yeah, you open a chest that literally explodes into tons of coins. <laughs> I thought that was funny that he mentioned the frame rate with it. It is kind of weird, though, that they don't actually have like sandbox toys. I mean, they put stuff in there to make you think of, like, kids, like, you know, like, the erasers and the pencils and stuff. Well, like I said, every once in a while you see Legos, but it's not, like, a problem. But not, thing. like, actual, like, sandbox toys. Yeah. You're not seeing, like, a dump of... truck or, like, maybe yeah. some toy dinosaurs or something like that. But I think, like, the one thing that really got me when I first started playing is I thought that the graphics are really cool. I did have some frame rate issues, though, which is funny that you guys were just saying that, but uh, <laughs> I did... It, I don't know. I, I thought it was kind of noticeable in this game. But I thought the graphics were great. I actually really thought that the game looked cool. Yeah. Uh, one thing that I'm actually really surprised to... I mean, I guess this is more gameplay. But I was also really surprised at how many... You find dead bodies littered around and you gather the people's hair. I'm surprised they don't get in trouble for copyright issues. Because <laughs> they have like a reference to like Doc from... Back to the Future, you have He-Man, which they call He-Guy, you have Fallout Boy, um, you have Broku, yeah, there's Breaking Bad, like, there's just a ton of references everywhere. Yeah, Zelda, a a Nintendo thing. So, I I mean, it was cool kind of going around and, like, getting these kind of joke things of, oh, here's a elf-looking boy with a fairy sword. And who died well, in the you dungeon. also kill one of the people with your cubes. Oh, yeah, you kill, like, Indiana Jones. <laughs> yeah. Uh, did, you run, did you run into, the, like, the Donald Trump character in the locker room? I believe so. Oh, yeah. No, he looked like Donald Trump, but I don't think he said anything, though. Yeah, he did. He said something about when you're, like, when you're famous, you can you can do whatever you want. And something along those lines. It was, <laughs> it was a reference to his old uh, locker room. But it's also interesting that they had that, because I'm pretty sure this company is German. Who made it? Who made this game? I don't know. Um, I know they're European. But yeah, anyway. I'm just, I'm just kind of surprised they didn't like uh, get any copyright issues. Did you... Uh, another kind of reference that I don't know. I mean, it, I guess kind of just making a joke at any ranked online game. But I almost got the sense that they were like making a reference to Rocket League with the different rankings. Like, did you... If you ran into that guy, the Super Bowl star? Yeah, Super Bowl. And he's like... 
he's ranked like Diamond Division Two or something like that. It's yeah, like, there was one guy who's Diamond Three, and the other one it was Bronze Two. Yeah, so I felt like I mean I guess that could be any ranked game, but yeah. I thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> and I like yeah, you just bring the plaque anywhere, and you girls magically appear, and they just follow the plaque. I, that was I actually funny. didn't figure that out. I I saw something about it online because I was like, how the heck do I do this? I couldn't. I literally couldn't figure it out. It was bothering me. <laughs> but uh, I enjoyed the game's humor. There's not a ton of it, but like as we said, there's a lot of sprinkles, a little pop culture here and there. And I mean, there was no moments where I was like chocolate, like laughing out loud. But I would always get a good, nice chuckle here and there. Yeah, I thought it was sprinkled in just enough. It didn't feel like it was forcing itself to be funny but it was just interesting just to just to keep it up keep it light yeah and one of my favorite things about superland is the loading screen music there's only one time it loads and that is right when you boot up the game and it's not a very long load but i found that intro with the loading screen music so catchy it's really simple i did too but i didn't really i don't think i cared for the rest of the music uh the rest of the music was fine i thought it was like eh. Yeah, I I never found it. it. It it just fit the theme, but it never was like this is a fantastic soundtrack. I remember at one point thinking, "Oh, I don't really like it." But <laughs> I don't remember it. <laughs> I went to pay attention to it, and I've already forgotten what I thought of it. There was no lyrics though, so I liked that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh man, but our listeners are very upset that you're not singing for them. Now, next one that has lyrics. I'll, I'll warm up the old vocal cords. I'll, I'll do a song and dance. Oh, so we need to find one that has butt rock. There's a complete <laughs> butt, butt rock, rock game. Oh, heck yeah. <laughs> yeah, so the music overall is just... It was fine, but it's definitely not something that's you need. Even overall, the sounds aren't really necessary. It's nice to have because, as Liz said, whenever the skeletons see you, they do a laugh. So it is kind of nice to know that, oh, someone sees me and they're going to be coming after me. And the music will also change to like a battle music. But this is definitely a game for the most part. You can turn the music off and listen to your own soundtrack. And the next thing we want to talk about is, of course, the achievements. Which yes. you must have loved, Liz. Because this game just constantly sprinkles you with achievements here and there. Yeah, I mean, I I didn't play as much of this game as you guys did, obviously. <laughs> this is not a Liz game. I got 255. And I want to say I played around six hours, which is like kind of like the minimum that we put into the games if we don't really care for them. Um, and I got 24 out of 59. Andrew, 660 uh, with 48 out of 59. And Keith, 540, 41 out of 59. So I'm in the, I'm in the last again. But you guys haven't been first. You guys haven't been No, I was first. Oh, 660. Oh, okay. Sorry. Wait, what game did we play last? Last week we played Kona. Oh, that wasn't yeah. me game too. <laughs> Scratch <Yeah>. that. <laughs> I will say I, I I have probably about fifty small ones that I know I and where to find, and I still plan to beat the game. Yeah, I know. Hopefully, I don't. I mean, assuming I don't get the same glitch as you, but also, I mean, who knows? Maybe when they patch it, you'll be able to go back and it'll work for you. That's what I'm hoping, because since the game was broken for me, luckily too, the area Matt, you're. I was able to figure it out and, like, cheat my way out of, like, getting out of the puzzle I was in. Because I'm actually in an area where it launches you over a lava lake and there's no way to get back. But I was able to balance myself on the uh, purple cube and able to climb over the lava river 
So when I saw that, I'm like, wow, I'm completely stuck in this area. I can't even get back, but like I was able to do that. So I've just been going around collecting chests, and that's why I've been able to get a higher amount of achievements. So I'm like 66% done with the game without being able to complete it. So hopefully they fix it. But overall, yeah, I wouldn't recommend it for achievement hunters. Because uh, like I said, it's about 14 hours. And if you do a walkthrough, I guess you can find these puzzles and you could burn through the game. But I don't know. It's it's a little difficult. At least none of the achievements are hard. There are a couple to do 100% of all the chests. And that obviously is a little bit hard. But there's only like one or two to fully complete things. So you can get a well over 800 gamer score just by kind of breezing through the game. And I will say none of the achievements are secret. And if you actually read through some of the achievements, it'll actually kind of give you a hint on some of them. Like one of them says, the very first secret, go through the fire tube. So I was like, oh, that's an easy one. I quickly just went back and got that one. So getting into our final thoughts, Keith, tell us what you thought of Superland. Overall, I I very much enjoyed it. I I occasionally found myself getting a little frustrated with some of the puzzles, but mostly just not frustrated with them, but just impatient, I will say. Or some of the platforming I struggled with personally. But all in all, I don't think there's a lot of downfalls to this game. I, I don't think it's the best game I've ever played, and I don't think it's the game of the year, but I think it's a solid 81. Well. So, for me, if it wasn't for the game-breaking bug, I actually would probably give this about... I'd probably give it an 88. Overall, I enjoyed my time with it. I thought the puzzles were a lot of fun. I didn't find them too difficult. The story was just okay. Music's okay. Fighting was okay to pretty fun. Since I found a game-breaking bug, though, nothing's frustrating, more frustrating than putting like 14 hours in a game and you just can't beat it. And you're like, right at the end. So... Like he said, hopefully some of the patches that they've had on the PC version will come to the console version, which that's the other thing. I was hoping this was on Game Pass PC and I could have maybe a new update and maybe be able to fix it, but it's only on Game Pass console. So with the game breaking bug, I would give it a 70, but if they fix it, 88. I think I'm going to give it a 78. I don't really know what to give it. Because, I mean, I did like the game for what it was, but I just don't really enjoy these types of games. And I didn't really enjoy the combat. I think graphically it was really cool. And uh, platforming was very hit and miss for me. So, I mean, I, I didn't want to give it a 75 because it felt low. But And then looking at Metacritic, uh, for Xbox 89 and 8.1, there aren't a lot of reviews and they're... They really weren't funny. They were just very crazy, and, you know, I like the <laughs> gossip of it, you know. <laughs> but I think that I was looking at the um, other consoles and all that jazz, and it seemed to be in, like, the the 80-plus range. So, yeah, I think it's, it's doing good on Metacritic. Well, I think that's going to do it for us this week. Uh, thank you all so much for tuning in, and we want to give a couple quick shout-outs. Uh, thank you so much for Mr. Spider Clown for giving us a review on Apple iTunes. We greatly appreciate it. Uh, we also want to give a shout out to our listener, Lyndon. He has been a, a listener and he just recently messaged us. So we thank you so much. And thank you all for tuning in. I have been your hardcore gamer host, Andrew. You can find me on Xbox Live at Firebird01952. I'm also on Twitch with the same name. If you want to write us an email and say hi, we're at GamePassGrabBag at gmail.com. 
We are also on Facebook at Game Pass Grab Bag, Twitter, GPGP Pod, and other stuff. YouTube and whatnot. I think you're forgetting two important shout-outs. Um, I'm hopefully pronouncing this the correct way, but Rune and then Sawyer, who also sent us game recommendations, so you can expect to see those in upcoming episodes. And you can recommend games to us, too, at the email address Andrew was talking about. Okay, bye. And oh, I'm oh. Keith. I, I forgot to mention that yeah. part. I didn't call out my name. That's my name. Bye. And I'm Liz, the noob gamer tech, coming on Dean. Dean. <laughs> and I'm on Twitter. At Liz, the noob, noob, easy, w. Hey, you said it's so depressing. <laughs> <laughs> Alright everyone, well thank you so much for listening and we hope to see you again next week. Bye guys. Bye.